Welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hi, and welcome to Canada's podcast. I'm your host, Celine Williams. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Nikki Ballou, who is a champion for free enterprise and entrepreneurs. He's the host of the number one podcast in the world for thought leadership, The Thought Leader Revolution, where he's featured guests like Jack Canfield, who's the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, Brian Scudamore, the founder of uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, and Barbara Corcoran, famously from the hit TV series Shark Tank. He's also the author of the number one best-selling book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. Nikki, thank you for joining me today. Celine, it's a total, an absolute honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I always enjoy talking to you. So I'm really excited to, to get to share this conversation with our audience. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Let's do it. So I want to start from a really simple place in the sense that because our audience is, is really filled with entrepreneurs or people who are looking to become entrepreneurs, I'd love to hear about your journey as an entrepreneur, what got you to where you, and really a thought leader, because that's what you are, but what got you from, what was your sort of starting point to getting here? What was that journey all about? So um, I had the privilege of being an immigrant to this country. Uh, my mom and dad were Christians in Iran, and when the Islamic Revolution happened, the writing was on the wall that it wasn't going to be a great place for us to be anymore. So they uh, immigrated to Canada and they brought us with them, for which I'm eternally grateful. And my father and my mother were both entrepreneurs. My father in particular, as proud as boast was, son, do you know we fed 51 families this week, like ours and the 50 uh, others who were the families of the employees. And I just was blown away by this man's heart, his love, his generosity. He has literally lifted up hundreds, if not thousands of people above the station they would have been in without him. And I wanted to be like my dad. He was my hero. You know, he, he passed away in February uh, and he's the greatest man I've ever known. And, and to be like my father has always been something that I've aspired to. So that was where it was at for me. And then philosophically in university, I studied economics, I studied business, and I studied political science. And a good friend of mine introduced me to the works of the uh, philosophical novelist Ayn Rand, who wrote the great seminal books, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. And she actually wrote a bunch of other really great books. She wrote a novel called We the Living and another one called Anthem, but she wrote a whole bunch of books on philosophy, which I read. When I read Atlas Shrugged, I was 20 years old. I was in the midst of doing a paper at university and I was so captivated by its message that I would read it for an hour, then I'd go write the paper. I slept one hour during that week, one total hour and I didn't have any caffeine. I mean, think about how powerful that message had to be for, for it to do that. And what, what that message did for me is that it suffused me with a belief in the majesty of voluntary exchange because free enterprise and capitalism is all about voluntary exchange. And what people need to understand, that's what makes it so moral. That's what makes it so wonderful. That's what makes it so amazing. And socialism is about coercion. Socialism is about rules at the end of a barrel of a gun. If you don't do what they tell you to do, they're going to put a gun to your head. And socialism, everywhere that it's been tried, has not worked. Socialism destroyed the old Soviet Union. Socialism destroyed Eastern Europe. Socialism took Venezuela, one of the richest countries in the world, and took it down to its knees. While free enterprise has uplifted millions of people, billions of people out of poverty. So that's why I'm proud to be a champion for free enterprise and for capitalism and for entrepreneurship. I got that from my father as an example, and I got that from Ayn Rand 
as the thought leader who introduced me to the intellectual underpinnings of why free enterprise matters and why it's important. Even just there, there's just a thousand things to speak about. I think that's, I think that's a really powerful place to have started your journey from the combination of a, a father who I'm sorry for your loss, but sounds like truly sounds like an incredible example to have had in your life, your whole life from a, you know, moral heart centered place, all of those things. And then to also have the philosophical underpinnings of capitalism as the idea of capitalism. So it's really that heart and brain marriage that have come together to, to drive you is what I hear inside of what you're saying. Yeah, thank you. I agree. You know, I love the phrase capitalism. In fact, I wrote a little children's book. I should pull it out for you. And, and this book I wrote for my children. Kathy Capitalist and Johnny Jobmaker. You got it. The video game company it was supposed to be the first in the series. So it's written for, for kids from the ages of, uh, of kind of two to eight. And basically, it lays out the foundation for free enterprise for these little kids, I think in a brilliant and beautiful way. It's a fantastic book. And I love that phrase, but I'll tell you, for a lot of people, capitalism has become a pejorative term. It's, it's a controversial term. But free enterprise, I think, is a wonderful phrase because free enterprise connotes freedom and enterprise and volunteerism. So I like to use free enterprise as my phrase of choice for describing what I'm a champion for. I agree with you. I think capitalism has become a bit of a dirty word. I also think, and you know, this is a, the bias of growing up in a country that has universal health care. I also think socialism has become a bit of a dirty word because I think there are benefits to things like health care for as a human right, right? And so I think that in both cases, there are extremes and I'm in how people hear them and interpret them. And capitalism, especially in a country like Canada, people, they just don't want to be, they don't want to be America. They don't want to be the dirty version of what they see. So I think free enterprise is a great way of making people feel more comfortable with the idea that a free market has many benefits for everyone. A free market absolutely has many benefits for everybody. And, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I come from it from a bit of a different point of view. I mean, my, uh, my father and my youngest son definitely have benefited from the system that we have in Canada. So I'm not somebody who's going to talk badly about that system. But I also think that our system definitely has its issues and has its flaws. And we need to, we need to be cognizant of that. And part of what doesn't work about it is the incentives of the free market and volunteerism are really not that present there. And I really want them to become more present because I think it'll become a better, stronger system and we can take care of the people that need to be taken care of. And also, frankly, for the people who have the money, for the people who have the means, honestly, they ought to, they ought to pay for themselves. That's how I feel about it. That's totally fair. And I agree. I mean, I think, I don't know anyone who is doing, who has a great system set up that is not without its flaws and Canada certainly has its flaws as well. I 100% agree with that. So your podcast is called The Thought Leader Revolution. You have taken this idea of entrepreneurship really into the next level, in my opinion, with this concept of thought leadership. And so I'd love for you to share with our audience, because I think a lot of them, whether they're starting a business or have been in business for a while, I think that concept of thought leadership, one, is possibly foreign to them, but two, would be very valuable for them to understand your perspective on. Well, thank you. I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly. So, 
you know, one of my mentors is a man out of Australia. He's a thought leader by the name of Matt Church, and he has a beautiful, beautiful definition of thought leadership. And he makes a distinction between an expert and a thought leader. He says an expert is someone who knows something, but a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. And that's a powerful distinction because a lot of people have expertise. You and I have expertise. Tons of people have expertise. But if you're not known for that expertise, it's not going to benefit you from a business point of view. If you're a thought leader and you're known for your expertise, then it's going to benefit you and benefit you tremendously. And it, it applies not just to people who are coaches, consultants, authors, speakers. It also applies to business owners. And it also applies to people who are thinking about starting a business and haven't yet done so. So let me give you an example of some business leaders as thought leaders. So Richard Branson is a business owner and he's a visionary entrepreneur, but he's also a thought leader. He makes money from his speaking engagements, from his books, from retreats he runs at Necker Island, at least in non-COVID times. And he makes about $9 million a year from doing that. Not a bad chunk of change for some thought leadership work, but it's a beautiful thing. But on top of that, his thought leadership brings him customers to all his virgin companies. It brings him employees who beat down a path to his door to work with him. And it also brings him investors. So the thought leadership makes him money, but it also makes his brand that much more compelling. It stands out. Virgin isn't like any other brand. Virgin is a unique company. And it's uh, uh, Richard Branson's position as a thought leader that makes that possible. Think of the late, great Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was definitely a thought leader. I mean, people still today are fanatical about Apple. Fanatical. I'm one of those fanatical Apple guys. Podheads, I call us. You know, instead of potheads, we're podheads, right? So the truth of the matter is, though, Steve Jobs got people to buy Apple products because of Steve Jobs. And people are still buying Apple products because of Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs got people beat a path to his door for the privilege of getting to work for Apple. And people stayed with Apple because of Steve Jobs' brand. And Steve Jobs got people to invest in this company. Listen, I've spent probably twenty-five dollars to $30,000 on Apple products. But I've also invested heavily in Apple stock because of Steve Jobs. And that's just me, one example. But I'm telling you, that happens all the time. Think about the great Elon Musk. Tesla right now is on the S&P 500. Think about that. They're one of the companies that gets to make up the index. That's unbelievable. They are the most valuable car company in the world. And that's because of the Musk brand. And why? Because Musk has a message. He's also a heart leader. He says, I want to change the world. I want to make the world a cleaner, safer place for the next generation. I'm going to be the one to make it possible for people to drive cars without needing to burn as much fossil fuels. Now, let's face it, if you're creating electricity, you still need to use some fossil fuels. I know a lot of people like to think that's not true, but it is true. It's just a lesser amount. The creation of electricity does involve the use of fossil fuels. Sorry, sorry, my green friends, but it's the truth. But it's less, and that's a beautiful thing. And because of that, people buy Teslas. And because of that, people invest in a stock. And because of that, people are basically falling over themselves for the privilege of working with this guy. So he's become a billionaire because he's got a thought leader brand. So if you're a business owner and you're listening to this podcast, here's one thing that's possible for you. You can be the Elon Musk of your space. You can be the Richard Branson of your space. You can be the Steve Jobs of your space. It's entirely possible. And if you start thinking about yourself in that fashion, it will take your business to the next level. You won't just scale your business. You'll put your business on a rocket ship and you'll send it into the stratosphere.
So I have a, I have a question. I love those examples. And I have a question because what I hear, and I'm thinking of our audience who is looking to start a business, right? Is looking to step into thought leadership, let's say. For Richard Branson, uh, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, great examples. They all had a business. So they were experts in you know, travel, let's, I mean, that is very basically summing up Richard Branson, but bear with me, travel, let's call it (laughs) aviation, experts in computers and some technology experts in, you know, green technology, whatever their expertise was, they started a business that was successful to a point. And then they stepped into the role of thought leadership to blow that up. And then it becomes a, a, a very positive feedback loop, right? One feeds the other feeds. The, so it, it, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So if someone is thinking, I want to get to that point, but I don't have the business yet. I'm not established at that point. Does that matter? No. So the first thing they need to do is they need to get a hold of my book, which exactly is written for that person, that person you described, I wrote this book for them. It's called The Thought Leader's Journey. And if I may say so, this is a brilliant, super readable, highly engaging book. And you can purchase it on Amazon. So go to The Thought Leader's Journey, look up Nikki Ballou, or you can get it for free. Now, the free part is it's going to be a downloadable Kindle. So if you want a hard copy, you got to pay, you got to go to Amazon, sorry. But if you want the free copy, I can give you a link for people to get it. And the link is ecircleacademy.com forward slash TLJ book. That stands for Thought Leaders Journey book. So ecircleacademy.com TLJ book. Now in this book, I outline for people, what are the things that you need to do if you haven't yet started your business for you to be able to create a beautiful business and be a thought leader in it? So let me give you a few, few brilliant nuggets that'll really help folks. So number one, Doubt kills. You've got to kill doubt. Doubt kills the warrior or the warrior kills the doubt. Doubt kills the warrior or the warrior kills the doubt. If you got doubt in you, you got to get up. You got to slay that bad boy. You got to slay that bad, bad girl. You got to do it every single day. You know, Steve Pressfield, who's one of my all-time favorite thought leaders, and I had the privilege of doing a one-day course with him. He wrote a brilliant book called The War of Art. And in it, he talks about this concept called resistance with a capital R. Resistance is an insidious force that's out to kill your ambition for the best version of yourself, deader than a doornail. And every day, resistance fights with you. And every day, you've got to get up and fight it back. And some days, it's going to beat you. But if you are aware that you're fighting resistance, you can beat it. So every day, you've got to go after that doubt. You've got to kill it dead, okay? And here's another thing you got to do. Don't go after everybody. If someone asks you, who does your business help? Oh, it, it can help anybody. No, wrong answer. Bad idea. Horrible. Horrible. Stop. Do not pass go. Okay. You need to go after just a narrow niche. The narrower, the better. The narrower, the better. Let me say that again. The narrower, the better. This may be counterintuitive to you if you've never done business because you think, I'm narrowing my market. I'm limiting my opportunities. You are not. If you do everything for everybody, you will not stand out. If you don't stand out, you will not have a business. Let me repeat that. If you do everything for everybody, you will not stand out. If you don't stand out, you will not have a business. So don't go after everyone. And then you need to become known 
for solving one problem, one problem better than everybody and anybody else. You need to become known for solving one problem, one problem better than anyone and everybody else. That happens, they will be the path to your door. They will start to understand that, wow, you are the one. Celine Williams, she's our gal. She can do it. She solves problem X better than anybody. Anybody. Okay? So these are some things that if you do, will take you to the next level. And then the, the next thing, this is my personal recommendation. I believe you should have a strategy of preeminence. Be the best in your field, not just one of the very good ones. If you're the best in your field, you can charge more which means you'll make more money and that's a beautiful thing. And you can also attract business more easily. So these things are super, 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 super important. And then you got to beware of the charlatan marketers around you because there are tons of charlatan marketers. You and I have talked about this before, Celine. The charlatan marketer is that man, that woman who sounds good and says all the right things and pushes all the right buttons, but, 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 but they don't deliver the goods. They suck at delivering the goods. Everybody around them goes, oh my God, this person's so great. They're so awesome. They're so amazing. Yay, yay, yay. So, okay, what'd you get from working with them? What'd you get from using their services, buying their products? Well, you know, not much. But I really love being there and all the people that are there and they got so many cool people there. No, 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 you don't want that. You don't want a charity marketer. You want someone who delivers the goods. You want someone who will make you more money, who will make your employees perform better. You want someone whose products are just brilliant and pristine examples of how to solve the problem that made you buy it in the first place. Because business, at the end of the day, is about solving problems, and not just problems, but acute problems. Acute problems. No one's gonna pay you to solve a problem that's not acute. Look, if you run, walk by a restaurant and you're not hungry, you don't have an acute problem called hunger. You're gonna keep walking by. But if you're at home, and you're hungry and you got no food, you're going to go find that restaurant. And that's why it's important. And if business people understand some of these principles and some of the other 13, 14 principles that are in this incredible book, it's going to completely transform how they approach business. They're going to be successful in launching their business. They're going to actually make money and make the difference they were born to make. I mean, I love all of that. And I, I, we will definitely put the link to that, to your uh, download in the show notes, because I think it's an incredible it's incredibly generous of you to offer to give the book to our audience for free. And it's a powerful book. I really recommend that people download it and read through it. And there's two things that you said in there that I want to emphasize and sort of um, jump into really quickly. I love that you said to niche down and, and narrow your focus, because I think it is the scariest thing for people as they're starting businesses to do, because we all think that we can solve everyone's problem. I don't, I can do this for lots of people. It doesn't have to be industry specific. It doesn't have to be, we all think that. And it's not that it's not true. It doesn't mean you can't solve the problems of multiple industries, but you can't market to everyone. If you market to everyone, you market to nobody because then it doesn't, no one sees themselves in it. When you think you're hitting everyone, it's so vague that people are like, oh, that's not me. And I, and I think it's, I love that you said that because my and I'm and the question. This is why I'm asking. My experience has been that the bigger that companies get, the bigger that and I'm like not fi- like you know the more you grow your company, the more you grow your revenue and your business. The more you learn that you that niching further and further actually helps you grow. 
And I'm curious if you've seen that as well, that as people hit six figures, seven figures, they actually are going narrower and narrower, not wider and wider, which is what people always think is the path to success. So, I mean, let's look at a big company example, Tesla. Tesla has and started off with making electric cars aimed at people who were environmentally conscious, wanted a cool car, but also wanted to do something good for the environment and had a self-identification as a good person, as a person who cares and wanted to make a difference. That's not everybody. That's a very narrow demographic. But boy, Tesla did a brilliant job of marketing to them. And everybody who saw themselves inside that avatar flocked to Tesla to buy those cars. Flocked. And they're still doing it. So I had a client. He was a fitness coach, right? A personal trainer when I met him. And when I got started working with him, he had seven clients charging $25 an hour. He didn't have a car. He'd lost his license, so he busted everywhere. I mean, think about this. How crazy that is, right? Busted everywhere. So this fellow was making under $18,000 a year, okay? And he would work with anybody with a wallet and a pulse. Get a wallet, get a pulse, he'd take you. Problem was, lots of people with wallets and pulses wouldn't take in. Started working with me. We started to help him narrow his focus, narrow his niche. Initially, he said, okay, I think I'm going to start working with doctors. There may be cardiac doctors. And yeah, you got a few of those people, but not much. Then he stumbled upon the right niche because we just kept telling him, no, 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 you got to keep thinking, you got to keep thinking. And he started working with a guy who had been a Paralympic athlete. He'd lost his leg, this fellow, when he was younger. And here was the beautiful part about uh, this story of my client working with this fellow. He thought, maybe I should work with other people who have missing limbs. You know, these guys, they need training, and I figured out a way to train them. So he started to do that. Oh, my God. Very quickly, he scaled to 400 clients. Very quickly. Like, boom, from seven to 400. And unbelievably so, the people that bought from him, yeah, they wanted to be trained, but the message that he gave them wasn't just, I'm going to train you. The message was, hey, if you have a missing limb, you are just as good as an able-bodied person, and there is no reason for you to be treated any differently. You deserve to have workout programs. You deserve to be strong and healthy and fit. And let me tell you, for someone with a missing limb, that was a powerful message. It was a message that just went, boom, right into their heart and soul. Spoke at the level of identity. And that's why 400 people became his clients. Like that. I love that example because a fitness trainer can legitimately train anyone. They could work with anybody. So it is the, it's the perfect example. And so I really appreciate that. And I, and I hope that it resonates with the audience as much as I'm, this is why I'm emphasizing it because it's, I think it's such a gap for so many people who are struggling. Um, so thank you for sharing that. The other thing that I wanted to touch on really quickly, and we have spoken about it, is this idea of charlatan marketers. And I'm curious what your thoughts on this are. I see a lot of people who are doing phenomenal work that are who are really experts and on the brink of stepping into thought leadership 
who have no idea how to market. And they are not, they're the polar opposite of a charlatan marketer because they're doing virtually <laughs> no marketing at all. I know. It's one of my, I'll tell you, it's one of my biggest frustrations because a lot of these people go and they spend a lot of money on some of these other folks who purport to help them, who don't end up getting them results. I had a client, her name is Adele. Adele is a true thought leader. And when I started working with Adele, Adele was struggling and she had spent well in excess of six figures on these charlatan marketers. Like I'm talking well in excess of six figures. Okay. She was in her mid fifties at the time and the people that she was working with were not delivering any results. She got zero return. And I mean, zero. She was so frustrated. You know, her husband said, honey, I love you, but you're spending us into the poorhouse. Give me your credit cards. <laughs> you know? So when we started working with Adele, she looked at me and says, okay, I'm signing up for this, but this better work. And I just took a big gulp and I go, okay, it'll work. I promise. <laughs> and I looked at my partner in business at the time and I said, we better deliver for her. He says, yeah, we'll deliver for her. We'll deliver for her. And we did. Adele went from basically not even making a couple grand a month on average to making over 20 grand a month on average. One month, she had gone from $500 the year before to $50,000. Now, that was a big month, but that was a 10,000% increase. And I got to tell you, the fact that we were able to do that for her was so heartening because it proved to me that we have what it takes to help people win, but it was also so frustrating because there's a lot of adults out there. And when they meet me, you know, I'm a good guy, I'm sincere, but the people they met, they felt they were good people and they were sincere too. So how do they differentiate between someone who's a charlatan marketer and someone who isn't? Honestly, I don't have a good answer for that. But all I'll say is talk to some of the people we've worked with. Our track record's really good. Uh, we help a lot of people. And if we can't help you, we'll tell you. Like, we don't want the transaction. We want a relationship. That's the way we work. And if we know we can help somebody, we'll be straight with them. But Sometimes people just have a hard time going, okay, well, let me listen to this other person. I don't know. I'm not somebody who's good at selling sizzle. I'll just be honest. I'm not a sizzle seller. I'm not someone who knows how to push all the right buttons in you to make you want to buy from me in the moment. I'm sincere. I talk about what's real and people will buy if they feel that sincerity. But if the heart's a bit guarded, that can be tough. That's one of the challenges I'd like to figure out because there's so many people who've been burdened by these charlatan marketers. I want to help them. I know if I can get all of the people in the city of Toronto who've been burned by charlatan marketers, who folks like you and I, I know I can get them results. If I can even get 10% of them to go, okay, I'll come work with you, they'll, they'll spread the word to everybody else. And that's part of you know, why I want to do things like this podcast. I think what you said is really important. There's a few things. Listen, I think there's a lot of what you said that's really important, but a couple of things that you said in there I really want to highlight. And that is, if you talk to people who have worked with you or anyone who is... It, I, if you're looking to work with someone, period, talk to the people who the, that they've worked with in the past and ask the specific question of what results have you got? Because I think a lot of times we ask, what did you think of the person or what did you think? And people are like, oh, I really like that person. That is not the results they got. I can really like a lot of people. It doesn't mean that they are the right person to get me results or that they will get results. And I think that question you asked is a really important question that we do not 
ask nearly as often as we could or should in any situation. And I think the other thing you said that's really important is if the person that you're looking or company that you're looking to work with, I don't care what it is, individual or not, if they say yes to everyone who crosses their path and they don't have the awareness to say that's not for me or we can't help you, chances are pretty good that they are not going to be able to help you if they've never said no to anyone. So true. When I talk to coaches and we have the conversation, have you ever fired a client or said no to a client? The number of coaches that are like, absolutely not. I say yes to If they come my way, I say, I say yes to them. And I'm always like, that breaks my heart that that is the approach that you have. And that's true for everything. So thank you for bringing up those, those points. I think they're really important. And I think it's, it arms the people who are interested in working with you or anyone with some knowledge and ability to, to go and prepared for the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you just said. And thank you for articulating it that beautifully. Well, I, I appreciate you. And I like to reflect back on the things that really stand out to me because I think it's value. I, I think it's often the things that the audience will be like, oh, that's an interesting point. I like to emphasize points, Nikki. This is my jam. I love it. I love it. That's your jam. We're getting to we're getting close to the end of this. So I want to kind of I like to wrap up and ask, is there anything that we haven't spoken about or that you want to emphasize for the audience before we get to the end of this? I want to give you the opportunity in case we haven't gotten to something. Well, thank you for doing that. I got to say, 2020 has been the craziest year ever since I've been alive. I'm sure there have been crazier years in, in eras I wasn't alive in, but it's definitely been the craziest year. We've had a pandemic. We've had lockdowns and restrictions. We've had the never-ending election in the United States, which is still not clear <laughs> as to how it's going to turn out. And that's created a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt and confusion in people's minds. And if you're a listener to this podcast and you're feeling some of that fear, that uncertainty, that doubt, that confusion, here's what I want to say to you. This is also a time that could be the greatest time ever for you. Because of this disruption, there are new opportunities that wouldn't otherwise exist you have the ability to take advantage of those opportunities. If you've got somebody to guide you, if you've got somebody around you who can speak to you, that can be possible for you. And I want to make this offer. This is a crazy offer to make on a podcast with such a wide reach, but I'm going to make this offer. That if someone's listening to this and you're either in business right now or you're seriously looking at getting a business. So I'm not looking for you if you're just dabbling or tire kicking, but if you're for real in business or for real looking at getting in business and you want to have a consultation with somebody and you want to just you know, bring out all the fear, uncertainty, doubt, and confusion that's in you and you want to think about what are some ways that you can create next year and make it rock for you, I'm going to offer a complimentary success consultation for you. And all you got to do is go to my website, ecircleacademy.com. And in the top right-hand corner on a desktop or right in the middle of the page on a mobile, there's a button that says, book your success call. Go on there and book it. And then fill out the form that comes after because the form is what's going to tell me if you're for real, if you're serious or not. And say, 
I listened to Canada's podcast with Celine Williams when you made this offer. And that's how I know you came from here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that call for you. And it's free. I will not charge you one penny for that call. There is no catch. There's no bait and switch. It's not how I roll. It's going to be a complimentary call. Now, I'm also going to be straight with you. If we have a great call, we're both feeling it, and we think we should talk about doing some further work together, we're going to do that. But if we're not, we won't. We 100% won't. We're just going to have a great conversation to help make this happen for you. And I really want to see you win because you're an entrepreneur. You're society's greatest hero. You're the man. You're the woman who's had the courage, the, the, the gonads, the ovaries to put yourself out there to say, hey, I've got a dream. I'm going to make it come true. You have helped people or you're looking to help people. You've created jobs. You've created innovation. You matter to me more than anybody on the planet except family. And that's why I'm offering this to you because I have a vision to help create a billion millionaires. Hashtag one billion millionaires. That's my vision for the entrepreneur world. One billion millionaires and a million billionaires. We right now have about 28 million millionaires in the world. We need to get to a billion and we've got 4,000 billionaires. We get to, need to get to a million. Now, personally, next year, I'm going to help 10 people become millionaires or multimillionaires if you're already a millionaire. That's my commitment. 10 people. I will get them there. So that's my commitment. That's my vision. If you buy into this vision, billion millionaires, million billionaires. And hey, if you would like the idea of being one of those 10 people that gets to work with this crazy guy named Nikki Ballou and you want to talk about that, that's a cool thing. Let's explore it. All right. That's the last thing I wanted to say. That is an incredibly generous offer. I, I'm going to, you know, double down and say everyone should definitely click on the links below this podcast. If you didn't get a chance to write it down, ecircleacademy.com. The links will be here. Definitely connect with Nikki. He's incredible. And I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to chat with me today and to put these incredible offers out to our audience. It's, it's super appreciated, especially like you said, with this crazy year that we've had. So thank you, Nikki. It is always a pleasure. And I look forward to chatting with you again sometime soon. Thank you, Celine. Thank you. It's been a real honor being here. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to your listener. It is my pleasure, 100%.